Welcome back to the Joke Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 199, The Precipice of 200, and this is about to be 95% hockey. Okay, and how many of those have I been on out of the 199? Because you did a whole bunch on your own uh, first. Yeah, so I started mm. August of 2020. Wow. When uh, the bubble, the bubbles during, were going on during the COVID. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad I had a conversation with one of my buddies that the best Raptors team was that 2020 team. Not the best in terms of like, obviously they won a championship, but the right. team that you watched the most right was that 2020 team. Right. Like we watched it at the cottage and what felt like it was it wasn't black and white but it was like lagging right but we watched every like what it, preliminary round or whatever yeah, it was whatever when, it was called when yeah. they got it like we were watching like the preseason to the bubble games right and like the whole benches were like all the starters just getting excited it was um that's a good question because you probably started i think it would have been that football season okay but i think it was like later in the year okay that we started doing it together gotcha yeah because i used to talk to myself for 30 40 minutes which is pretty wild that would be interesting to go back and listen to you'd be like vin scully (laughs) yeah like what kind of like stream of consciousness the only one that i can like vividly remember was when um the game the nba like shut down during the bubble because of the like george floyd like oh, protests right, right. Or i don't even think it, one of the i think there was a different i think it was in milwaukee whatever happened in milwaukee oh right the so, shooting yeah the buck so the bucks stopped playing and then they had to figure out if they like wanted to keep playing and it was kind of just like uh maybe maybe sports aren't that important but then <laughs> they spun it around of like no we're gonna keep playing in honor of whatever happened okay yeah that's a good question definitely like I would say from 199, I would guess you've been on like 120. Okay. Would be my guess. All right. But I will, I'll, I'll write that down. I'll yeah, come, archive it. I'll come back see. to see when With you an join. Answer. All right. Uh, today's episode. Just to see if the ratings are up since I, <laughs> <laughs> since you, I joined. You trying to get a raise? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, from yeah. zero? <laughs> from, that's right. Yeah. Just or negative. <laughs> Just like when you play the the piles game, or no, the other game, you start usually start negative. Oh yeah, wait, why? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. always me. Um, and playing clockwise, I know that <laughs> disrupts you. But anyway, that, those are private jokes that nobody would get. No, I I I like the references, even though they're at my expense. Um, a lot of NHL. I feel like I've really I've really locked in on NHL since I see that since we've lost football. <laughs> we lost it. We lost it. Well, it's spring gone. spring football's coming. Yeah, I who's think wa- I put that in my good? Who's who's watching the UFL? I I don't know. Are, Are you gonna watch it? Sorry, the the better. I usually try and watch it, just as, especially now that the leagues merged. So like, this is like the, the Super, Super Bowl of the spring league. Uh, the better question is like over under three and a half weeks that you end up watching. I don't know because we have Apollo Group. It shows everything, and like ESPN's got it. Like the major networks show it, right? Like it's not like it's not hard to find. No, but like, and those should be fans this time instead of just family members. (laughs) I think the 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 coolest part about it 
so far is that um, AJ McCarron asked out of his NFL contract so he could go play. Oh, yeah. So it's not affiliated. Like it's not like no. no. You, it's usually it's like a it's a feeder league. Like guys have come out of either of the right. two leagues. I, I'll have to to take a look to see if the what the rules changes are because I like the the rule they had last year where you could make two forward passes. Yeah, it's it's gimmicky, but yeah. it is. I I do get the just fun. to see what else there is anyway. Um, so yeah, this will be mostly hockey. Uh, we're gonna talk about how the Lakers try to sabotage the Warriors' season, and it's just <laughs> another example of why the NBA is just like the Bravo TV. It's the Real Housewives. It's the Kardashians. It is the most like drama-filled sport ever, and I don't think everyone realized what the Lakers were tr- are are trying to do. Um, and then MLB, obviously, we're in spring training. So this is the best season of just like, you know who looks great? Everyone. No, yeah, one's, everyone. no one's been at spring training like, ooh, they look bad. The Oakland A's have a chance to win the World Series. <laughs> uh, NFL, there was only one story. And then we'll talk about the LeBron, Jordan, Mahomes, Brady debate. Okay. Uh, let's start in the NHL, the stadium series, which... Um, I wrote an article that you can find on uh, Area 51 Sports Network. Oh, about a plug. Yeah, free plug. Well, f- I wrote it, so I don't know if that's free. But um, about the outdoor games and if they've lost their luster. Right. Because I think we're I, – I consider us, ourselves sickos. It's, it sounds bad, but, like, we'll watch anything. If there's yeah. NHL hockey, we will watch it. For sure. Like, I'll just scroll, especially I'm a, like, West Coast hockey watcher, and I'm like, oh, it's like... When everyone's gone to bed. Yeah, it's like Calgary and Columbus, and it's like... Or like last night, Leafs and Vegas. Oh, but that's a good game, at least. Yeah. Or on paper, a good game. Yeah. Um, But the stadium series, like, the allure of outdoor games, like, I just don't know if they've... They keep regular fans because to me, my biggest complaint is just the jerseys because every time they do this, they have to make new jerseys. Why? I'd say, well, it's a money grab. Like it's, it is obvious in that aspect. But like if you just had these like set of set of jerseys or even better, come up with designs, let fans vote because whatever the Philadelphia Flyers were wearing on Saturday night were awful. I don't know what to tell you. They were wearing their colors, inverted, mixed. Uh, yeah, and just like weirdly, like all right, so the black is going to be on the main plate on the name plate, and it's going to blend into, or not even blend. It's just going to go hard orange onto the sleeves. Yeah, they just you run out of ideas for some of these teams that have been in so many of the games. I guess. Yeah, um, like I don't know what to tell you. Anyone, just everyone, if you want to have fun for a minute, look up whatever jerseys the Chicago Blackhawks have worn. Because they've worn at least white jerseys three times, and they've just made moderate changes each time. Right. Because they've played in, I think they've played in the most games. Them and like Pittsburgh have played in the most but, games. Plus, they have, to me, the most iconic, the best logo in maybe sports. That's definitely up there. Yeah. Especially once people like know the history of it, and right. it just looks cool. Yep, for sure. Um, so the Saturday game, the Devils and Flyers show up in uh, either Rocky gear for the Flyers. Great. I think that might be the best part of outdoor games now is just like what gimmick do people come up with? The Flyers are in 
gray track suits with the towels stuffed the Rocky, into the sweater. Rocky Balboa coming in. And the devils show up in all like Sopranos, like track suits. Perfect. Just really fun, which then made me feel bad for the New York Islanders who just had to show up in suits. Why? Because Lou Lamorello oh. doesn't let them have any fun. Gotcha. Not that the Rangers went crazy. Like they, I think, were wearing like uh, F, like fdny or like police department gear that's pretty like shirts i think they came in on like a fire truck or something like that okay uh the saturday game was uh the less competitive of the two uh the flyers hung around but yeah sorry i'll say the worst game out of the two sure okay fair enough like the devils who devils good jerseys like those those were fine to me yeah we got we went two for four on the jerseys. I will I will okay. harp on that, um, but I I didn't really watch much of it to be honest. Okay. So what was your what Take was your on outdoor? It was just, the Flyers have only won once on the state any stadium games, but again it's a totally different roster. But yeah, they're just bound to they were just bound to lose a game, and that was the game that they were going to lose, which is a four-point swing in the standings. Yeah, I think – I don't know who should be more concerned between the two of us, but I, I'm going to th- assume it's you of who the Devils are catching. Yeah, it's the Flyers. I, like, now I hear that they're, they're going to sign Sealer to an extension, so that probably means that they'll trade Walker. But I'm surprised that Stahl's not on the block either. Just as a depth defenseman for somebody, I'm just surprised because he's only on a one-year deal as well. But they haven't even talked about him. Especially like I'm rewatching the um, docu series from the playoffs last year. Oh, okay. And Mark Stahl, do you know what team Mark Stahl was on? Detroit. Nope. Oh, Florida. Florida. Right. Do you know who else was on that team? No. Eric Stahl. Oh right. Because he scored the opening goal of the Stanley Cup final, and he set a record. It was like the most the longest gap between Stanley Cup final goals because it was 17 years. Wow. Which is just, that almost makes me feel old. Like, I remember, that was the first Stanley Cup final that I, like, remember, remember. Right. was Carolina-Edmonton. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, so, Mark's, Mark Stahl makes sense for a team like Florida. Yeah, I, I, or anybody. Like, just a depth guy. Like, you, you're probably giving up a seventh-round pick or something small. But his name isn't even mentioned. Maybe Torch just really... So, well, I guess because they're probably trading the other guys, so then he's going to get a spot. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, that he'll fill into either Sealer or, or Walker's spot. Because right now they're going... They, for the last 17 games, they've gone 11-7 and because they have too many defensemen, basically. What's up with Ristolainen? Hurt. Oh. Yeah. It seemed like a scratch. Like when they were talking about it, it seemed like it was like some weird, like either fake injury or it sounded that way. But yeah, from what I understand, it's not a scratch. He's he's hurt. Okay. So I don't think he's in the Torts doghouse. (laughs) That's what I think. Also, Torts probably wants Mark Stahl just in case they make the playoffs. Like Mark Stahl is the perfect playoff guy to play on your third pair. And he's kind of a coach, I guess. Now, like he, they kind of set him up like going into this year like you're you're probably only going to play 35 40 games because you're a depth defenseman right but he wanted to be there for the leadership portion of it right that's kind of the whole idea so any looks like gritty exactly (laughs) yeah it could be his cousin (laughs) uh then sunday afternoon i also liked the it's also i feel like stadium series winter classic it's kind of like a waste of assets like you do 
all of this work for most of the time one game at least in this situation they played two games on this rink right and, and the ice conditions were perfect for both games do you know so i figured out why the game was delayed the ranger islander game was because it started late right it was because the glare on the ice like oh, the because the okay, sun was gotcha. like right over top of the rink gotcha. they had to wait for some shade to come in gotcha uh, which this game was just absolutely inc- incredible. You get Patrick Waugh back on the bench on the big stage and a third-period Ranger comeback in the dark, which I think is the underrated part of doing an afternoon game, is once you get into the third period, and in this game, overtime, you're getting into dusk and sunset, right? which looks really cool instead of just the, the pure night game. Right. And the Rangers jerseys were good. Those yeah. The Islanders jerseys were dumb. Like, why did it just said aisles across the stomach? I don't know. I just, I don't get it. The Rangers also, we said, we said this off air that they missed the opportunity of just like, why not just do like a stadium series tournament? Yeah, exactly. You said that where like they all play each other and there's a stadium series champion. That's right. Make it worth something. Even if it's some bogus title that like no one really cares about, have some, some impact. Agreed. Like it's your idea. I, I'm, not, I'm just the one that stole it. Um, overall, though, like outdoor games, I feel like they're kind of just in this middle ground of like they're gonna play three games a year outdoors, maybe four depending on the year. I feel like you either scale it back and make the Winter Classic like this is our one outdoor game, or blow it out of proportion and just have a bunch of games. I wonder, um, has anyone ever interviewed the fans? Like, to me, I would think it wouldn't be a good venue to watch a hockey game, right? Like, it's a football stadium. Yeah, you're it, it's far bad away enough from the to ice. watch a, a football game. It's, it's on a football. It's like 100 yards. Mm. And now you're like... 200 feet. Yeah, it's 200 feet. And the pucks along the boards, like, I'm sure you can't see it at times. Like, it, it it's not like a rink arena where it goes on an angle so you're almost on top of the action mm. here you're you're away from it <laughs> you're but up I, you're up and they away still sell yeah so sell it, mu- it must be okay or they must have like um video cameras for people to watch the game from afar or something because i never hear anybody complaining about it no that's what uh friedman Merrick said that it is a better in-person event which i do find interesting of like would I would I just be watching the game on my phone then? Like yeah, if I'm like sitting if, in the if you're crowd, you're the 500 level, right? <laughs> like, oh, did did someone score or what happened? Like, I don't know. To me, it would just feel like it. I can't see anything, but maybe not. I, I again, obviously, these things are all 78,000, 100,000, 85,000. Like they're they're selling out. But I'm just wondering if these are people that go to the game once ago. Yeah, I won't do that again. Yeah, I feel like you do. You do have to go to at least one. Yeah, um, they've been. I think there's only been one game in Toronto at BMO Field. Well, that, that you kind of put that in your article, like Toronto Montreal. They're due for a, an outdoor rematch at some point. Not even a rematch, a first match. A first match. There you go. Yeah, Toronto Montreal or the spicy matchup right now, Toronto Ottawa. Why not put that outside? There you go. Put it in the Rogers Center. Like, that would be fun. Although, I guess it kind of be... Not really outside. No, but you could open the room. Yeah, yeah. It's possible. Um, all right. Connor McDavid absolutely torched Detroit the other night. Six assists. Yeah. 
it's like this and i watched the game the third period the other night against boston and the problem with edmonton is i think and this was the any coach that has mcdavid and dry this night was a little di- actually it makes less sense Nugent hopkins was out why do the Oilers always just default to putting McDavid and Drysidle together, together? I don't know. Like, why not spread the wealth, right? There's other great players on Edmonton. <laughs> like, Corey Perry could play on a first line. That was the against Dallas. I think it was Drysidle, McDavid, Perry. But again, like, could it not be Hyman, Drysidle, and Perry, or McDavid? I I know, like, again, you're saying there's been some injuries, but yeah, you could spread the wealth. Like, where's uh, um, the guy they got from Winnipeg? Sorry, I can't think of his name. The guy they got from Winnipeg? Kane? Yeah. Like, he's a top six guy. Can he not be, like, one of the wing? I don't know. I just. Especially without Nugent Hopkins, you would think, oh, we should definitely spread them out. Right. Because, like, this is. It's going to be weird, but. We have to give the Leafs their credit of, like, their lineup right now. Like, what do they even do at the deadline? Because it's just their offensive group is very balanced. Right. They have they can roll three lines. Yeah. Three lines. Yep. And then I don't think people are talking – not that people are talk about Kyle Yarncroke a lot, but, like, he's going to come back and probably play on the fourth line. Right. And other than that, it's, like, Nye's Matthews Marner. They're a good group. Although I just – I don't know if Nye's – is ready for the big time because he is still really young. Yeah. And then you have Bertuzzi, Domi, Nylander, which that's such a good line. Yeah. Like the gr- uh, grinder to get the puck, the Nylander. They, that's your playoffs, right? That's why they signed Bertuzzi and Domi. I know Bertuzzi's had a terrible regular season, but I, to me, if I was a Leaf fan, I'd be like, I don't care. I just that's want not you in, in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Same with Domi. We didn't get him for regular season. We got him for the playoffs. Be nice to get some what he's been. They've been doing the last few games, but I mean, realistically, those are the playoff guys. Yeah, and then you have like Tavares, who gets to play on the third line. With That's where he's always should have been, right? Even when at the deadline last year, they picked up a second line center. Mm. That's where Tavares should have been. Yeah, I remember down a notch. Yeah, and it's weird that they just kind of moved Domi up because, like, to me, I would say that Domi. Nylander Bertuzzi is their second line right and then what's the third third line I'm trying to think Robertson Tavares and and McMahon yeah who is just on fire that's just depth scoring yeah and then you add yarn croaks then you probably don't have to play Ryan Reeves no he doesn't play in the playoffs you have David Kampf and if you want to throw Holmberg or Gregor or pick someone up at the deadline sure yeah exactly it's uh, it's looking good in Leafland, especially Austin Matthews, fifty-two goals. I usually hate the can he get to seventy, but it's what fifty-two in fifty-five games, I think. Yeah, well, like I told you, he scored one off his neck. <laughs> like he's scoring every which way, right? Like it's going in for him right now. The hat tricks against the Flyers and the Ducks. Natural hat trick against the Flyers, right? Yeah. Um, Hattrick against the Ducks, which was just that game. I feel bad for Anaheim because they're just not good. No, yeah, they're terrible. Like, I just I'm glad they're not good because that means Adam Henrique is probably getting traded and Frank Vetrano. Like, they need to sell off some pieces and rebuild for sure, even more. But again, let's put pump the brakes on the parade in Toronto. Again, being the negative Nelly that I am about the Leafs. You have to take into consideration that 
Vegas is playing terrible right now, mm-hmm. and they're missing their top two players. So it's just like saying, okay, we're we're going to play the Leafs without Matthews and Marner, yeah, or or whoever you want, yeah, yeah, Matthews two. and Nylander, right? Like it. And the first five minutes of the game, and I don't know why it's not discussed because they're usually trying to hammer the Leafs pretty good. Like they're not homers, right? Like TSN. Mm-hmm. Um, but they never mentioned like the first five minutes, the Leafs were totally outplayed. They weren't after that, but I mean, it wasn't even taught. Like Jones had to make a couple of big saves. It was a couple of goal posts. There was the one that bounced and somehow yeah, it was didn't... going forward and bounced backwards. Yeah, it was just a lucky that it didn't go in. Right, they could have been down one or two nothing. But it's funny, like oh, they just had the best period. I went okay, well for fifteen minutes of it. But I mean, but again, that's the Leafs. They they just don't play sixty minute hockey. Right against the Flyers, yeah, same thing. Right, they played thirty minutes of hockey, but they have enough talent that they can overcome that. And then you go get to overtime, and now you're not playing real hockey. It's three on three. Again, here's another opportunity to, for the NHL to change the rules. Both teams need to at least touch the puck. It's like it's like, it's like <laughs> the, the football rule. <laughs> yeah, because if you're not playing 60 minute hockey against roll the dice the rangers the bruins the lightning the panthers you're not winning even like carolina who also isn't having a great year if you're not playing 60 minutes against them i don't care who their goalie is yeah they're they're gonna win like if they there's two goalies out there that everyone's gonna look for and i'm probably gonna well i wouldn't say markstrom would be an overpay because no he signed for another couple years two years yeah. yeah and uc sorrows yeah two like goal that can win you a game and then win you a series yeah like if you see Soros is a hurricane yeah that's scary that makes me feel good about picking them to win the cup if they make that move yeah because that's really the only thing holding them back so carolina who's the other team that needs a goalie new jersey right yeah that's scary if markstrom and Soros goes to those two teams whoa because that was already out. that was already a rumor that new jersey and calgary have been discussing markstrom well New Jersey makes sense because they've got nine and a half million dollars to work with because, again, all these injuries seem to fall <laughs> right into playoff time now. And so now you can pick them up and replace Dougie Hamilton and then get Dougie Hamilton back for the playoffs. I was really thinking that um, Tampa was doing that with Sergachev until he posted a video of, like, since his surgery, like, he can he's just starting to walk now. Yeah. Can't imagine he's back until unless they're making it to right. round three or the Stanley Cup final. I can see them getting Hannafin. Is, is kind of my that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like that's a guy that can he can eat minutes. Yeah, and then if you get Sergachev back at some point, yeah, <laughs> it's Again, an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Um, uh, Yarmo Yager, his uh, number sixty-eight, retired in Pittsburgh, but he's still playing. Don't you have to be <laughs> stopped playing? To, to not get your to get your number retired it's so sad i didn't realize why he's still playing and it's to keep his like franchise alive in the czech uh, republic oh really yeah yeah like he has he has to play oh wow i didn't know i, th- I just thought he was just playing for the fun of it yeah like i think he's the owner but he's right. played in a few games this year okay um all right we've got sean couturier named the 20th captain in flyers history good move i see why they waited because they wanted to see if he was – he's missed two years of hockey. So can he play a full season? Is he back to normal? And he certainly is. So great move there because he's signed for another, I think, five 
years, I think. Cornerstone so of your franchise. Yeah, he's going to be your veteran presence down the stretch. Um, Yarmo Kekalainen fired by the Columbus Blue Jackets. No surprise there. Just right. It was just a matter of time. I'm surprised Davidson didn't get fired too, but I guess you got to have him as the GM until they find somebody else. Yeah, it just Columbus has made too many mistakes. Yeah, They're stuck their coach in the middle, before, right? <laughs> the, the coach doesn't even make it to game one. <laughs> They've got talent there, but I mean, Gujo, it's like he just signed his retirement papers, and I'm going to play in Columbus for another seven years and and just be Mr. Average Hockey, I guess you could say. They've got a great defense core, but I mean, if you can't score, and and, and it's a tough division, division. yeah. At so, conference, like there's yes. too many teams to jump over. Absolutely, and that's including the bad teams like Buffalo and Ottawa this year. Exactly, and Montreal. Yeah, they're at least on in the process of rebuilding. Right. Like if you're Columbus, like as a hockey fan, you're just hoping, okay, can Columbus just tear this down? Because there's one guy sitting there in Boone Jenner that like that's a guy that could swing a playoff series for sure if he's the third line center in Edmonton or yeah. if he's playing in Toronto like right that's a guy that makes a difference in the playoffs for sure what's he got left no idea no idea but he's not really on trade bait no I'm surprised boards, yeah but they probably do I think he has a few years left which is probably why, why they want to hold on high. to him yeah yeah uh Blake Wheeler out for the remainder of the regular season and what seems like the season. There, there's been some nasty injury, leg injuries. Like in, guys in really, New York. That, like falling on their, like it's, you could totally tell like, oh, that's a broken ankle or broken leg or, you know, it's been pretty obvious. The Sergachev one was like almost in the same spot. Yeah, it's just weird. And um, TJ Oshie too. That was a weird one. Right. Where he's just like, turning yeah. and no one touches him which they always say non-contact those, those injuries are the, are the worst. worst yeah that's uh too bad for blake wheeler but good on there's a good story from jonathan quick brought out uh wheeler's son to do the stadium series like family skate oh, okay so that was a cool like once in a lifetime experience because blake wheeler doesn't have that much time left in the nhl definitely not and jonathan quick plays quite a bit like it's a, almost a 50 50 games played right? yeah between him and shashurkin 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 there's a t in there shaturkin no <laughs> shashturkin there you go yeah it's like it's like uh john madden's uh turducken turducken <laughs> yeah like shashturkin after the all-star break everyone was talking about how terrible he was he's like five and oh goals against is amazing coming out of the all-star break like right. the rangers are on a nine and oh Nine game win streak. Yeah. yeah, play the Flyers tomorrow afternoon. ESPN game, I yep. assume. Yep. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning revealed their new third jersey. Got the chrome helmets going. Nice. I'm usually not a fan. I love these Lightning jerseys. Okay. Do you like them? Do you see? I them? haven't seen them. Oh, all right, let me pull them up. The and, best and also the shiny helmets to go along with it. They do have shiny helmets, which I feel I feel like you're a bigger. I like them. You're a bigger yeah, like fan that. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the best example. So it, it does give some like 2004 uh, Tampa Bay Lightning vibes. This is fast. Oh, that is totally reminds me of Menorium <laughs> when I see that jersey. So and he's and uh, Vasilevsky's wearing like the exact same pads that Nikolai Happy Bulin used to wear. Okay. So I'm a big I'm a big fan of these. I think it's just 
It's interesting that the Lightning work as a team that's mostly blue, but is also black. Right. In terms of like colors. Yeah. But it works really well for them. Like I think I think those are really nice jerseys and they've changed my mind on the chrome helmet for those ones. Okay. Like I I usually don't like them and I don't like the Kings one. I don't like the Vegas one. I just think it's weird. I like it. It's I did, different. I, I also just think like playoff time, just still just wear your normal jerseys. Oh, and most teams do. Yeah. No right? one gets no too one crazy. No one gets too crazy. Yeah. Except for Carolina. Carolina's weird. Yeah. They want to wear those third jerseys. It almost remind me it's like Remembrance Day. The black one? Oh, the like uh, the poppy looking ones? Yeah. The black jerseys though, right? With like the I don't know, weird like flag color. on the it's front? Just, yeah. It's just, it to- it's totally off of like, what team is this? <laughs> Do we get an expansion team that I wasn't watching? And then they're also the Whalers. Which I love. That is great. That is awesome. And then I, I, watching the docuseries from last year, they wore the like modern but same jerseys that they wore in 2006 in the playoffs. Like the same design of it. Okay. Just, again, kind of weird. Yeah. Why now? Yeah. Save not, that uh, for stadium series. <laughs> uh, Connor Bedard is back. We saw him at the All-Star game. He's wearing the bubble again. Yeah, he looks like he's on Team Canada. Which, that was, I think, the scariest hockey player ever was Connor Bedard in the World Juniors. For sure. And he's back. He made this unbelievable move against the Flyers that didn't end up in a goal. But he, like, slapped the the stick stick. away. He, like, turned and put it between his legs. He's just, he's ridiculous. The, The thing is... Like watching that game because I again it was a Flyers game so I watched the whole game. Um, he's the only guy that scares me. <laughs> like there's nobody else out there that like oh he's not he's gonna fit on that oh he's gonna <laughs> overskate that like they're just bad. It's a fun game of like how many guys could you name on the Chicago Blackhawks outside of Bedard? Most people I would say couldn't get more than Jones. five. Yes, Seth Jones. Like again, I'm weird, so like I know most of brother? their team. No, no, no brother. Not even there. Anymore. Minnesota. So, um, yeah, like uh, the goalie played for the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think of his name. Morazic. Yeah, and even play was Soderblom. It was it was a Swede Swede versus Swede. Oh, Erson. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're just they're not very good. Like like Nick Delino is. <laughs> I didn't realize how old he is. I like that Bedard like called him slow. Richards, Richardson. Yeah, he was his teammate. Yeah, in his rookie year, and yeah. now he's his coach. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like and Bedard's like, "Oh, you were going slow," and he's like, "Were you calling me slow?" He's like, "No, I said you were going slow." It's like, "Oh my god, he's so old, he can't even hear anymore." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I already talked about Blake Wheeler. Uh, the 2026 NHL All Star Game will be in. Elmont or Belmont? I don't know. I think it's Elmont, New York. Like, can we just call it in Long Island? Well, it, I I don't know if it's Long Island anymore. Well, it, yeah, they still play in the confines of the, <laughs> the Long vicinity Island area. The New York Islanders will host the 2026 All Star Game. Which, when do they have time to play that? Like, there's other stuff going on. <laughs> so. Th- I, I presume it's they will have the all-star game and then immediately send everyone from the all-star game to the Olympics because how many Olympians are also going to be all-stars or they yeah. might skip it. <laughs> yeah. I want to go play in the Olympics. Like I'm not going to go risk but, myself in the fastest which skater. Which actually might be good for 
well, I don't know. Like, how many players actually want to go to the All Star game? I guess maybe it's good for people. They're second tier players that never get an All Star game. Now they're going to get to go because you know Sid, Sidney Crosby and Connor are on their way to Europe for the Olympics. So someone's got to play this game. I'd, maybe they'll mix it with the girls, mix the teams up. That that okay? could work. That'd yeah. be something interesting. I think it also makes sense to have everyone centralized in an area because I remember this was a problem in 2014 where everybody had to fly to New Jersey or New York to then fly because they were going to Russia, I think. Right. Sochi 2014. And this time they're going to Italy. So I guess it kind of makes sense. If all the guys are going to be there, then they can fly Fly to Italy from from New York. Interesting. But uh, so we only, so we miss a year of the All Star Game. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> I was okay with missing two years. Just uh, give me some Canada Cup next year. Four nations, yes. and then the fifth nation of all the European guys that are mad. I'm gonna keep thinking it's a indigenous tournament, <laughs> um, <laughs> or a non-status Indian. <laughs> Morgan Riley's five-game suspension was upheld, and the Leafs went 5-0 and in that span. I know we already talked about the Leafs, but Riley came back, and that's, to me, the only thing the Leafs have to – I mean, it is a big ask to figure out at the trade deadline. You just need someone that can play with Morgan Riley because besides that, their decor is pretty set. Do you know what the Leafs' record is the last two years with Morgan Riley not in the lineup? How many games is it? 22. I'll say – 17 and 5. 19, 2 and 1. It's sad, eh? It just goes to show you, like, Morgan Riley's not a defensive defenseman. No one ever said he was. But it just goes to show you everyone decides, well, we all have to pick up the pace here, right? We all have to fill in. And they do. And look what happens. Because, like, if they figure out, especially. Uh, I don't know why the Blues are, like, shopping guys because, like, they're probably going to be a wild card team. Like, they're good enough to be a wild card team. Yeah. But you've always brought up if the Leafs could get Colton Pareko. For sure. Yeah. I wonder, I guess, on the lower end, is Chris Tanev? Like, not low end, but, like, pipe dream yeah, is yeah. Colton Pareko possible Chris Tanev, but also, do you want to give up a first-round pick for Chris Tanev? Well, and it's funny because Joff and I were talking about that the other day because I said, how did Sean Walker look to you? Because I said, he could fit in nicely. He's right-handed. He goes, yeah, it's going to cost us a first-round pick. I said, I know, but that's the going rate. I I, I totally agreed with him. I, I don't think Sean Walker's worth the first-round pick, but that that's the bar. Yeah, someone's, someone's, someone's going to give, give him. A, a, someone's going to give the Flyers a first-round pick for him, which yeah. is scary. You don't think like panic of trade deadline? I guess they probably if they don't get a first round pick, they just keep him. Yeah, I still think they'll trade him. I think they'll get something for him. I, I, again, the only other way they would go is what they did with Sealer is sign him. If if they're not trading him, I don't think they'd let him go to un- unrestricted free agency. I think they either trade him or they sign him one or the other because they don't want to let him go for nothing. Yeah, that's true. Right, so it's going to be one or the other in my mind. But yeah, some and guess what? Some team's going to lose a defenseman here in the next few weeks. They're going to panic and they're going to say, "Yes, here you go, Philly. Here's a first round pick." <laughs> a few teams kind of sit in that power spot, especially like Calgary has three of those guys, like two defensemen and Markstrom, where they can they kind of dictate the market depending yeah. on what they want to do. For sure. 
And, and it's funny because we're at the point in the season where probably the coldest team in the NHL is the Vancouver Canucks and the hottest team is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's see what happens come April because usually when you peak at the wrong time, it, it doesn't work in your favor. Yeah, if anything, it's kind of a like, blessing for Vancouver of yeah, like, let's face some adversity. For sure. First time you lose three games in a row all year, you're pretty consistent. Um, how many uh, first career NHL goals are better than Brant Clark's? None. <laughs> Coming That's, out of the box, yeah. breakaway in overtime in Boston. Right. Pretty much as good as you can get. For sure. And it looks like he's lost his little giddy up he had in his skating stride. Like, I'm sure they've worked on that because that's what I always, when he played in the World Junior, he just kind of skated a little funny, funky, but on that breakaway, I didn't <laughs> see that at all. Like, he looked so. like a forward. Like, yeah. he looked yeah, so comfortable for, for on the sure. breakaway. Absolutely. Uh, someone else, not a not a breakaway, but Quentin Byfield has oh, a goal of the year. Goal of the year at this point. Yeah, it's going to be between him and Tippett, I think, at this point. those were Him or one of two Tippett goals. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, and... I'm so mad. I don't. I thought of it as soon as I saw the goal. Then, like ten seconds later, I hear Marty Birong go, "That looks like Rick Nash's goal against the Coyotes." I'm like, right. "Yep, it's exactly, exactly what I thought." Yeah. And it's just well, mostly because like you know, same body type. It's also yes. weird that it was against Columbus. Right. So I guess that that's too. in the yeah. back of my head. Right. But that was just unbelievable goal. Yes. And if the Kings stumble their way into the playoffs. Quentin Byfield is a big reason why. For sure, because he's he's picked it up a notch. That's for sure. What's he in year three now? So he's kind of settling in. Yeah, him and yeah. I would say Lafreniere too. Like yeah. the Lafreniere is not he's the moved up. He's not a fourth liner anymore. No, he's also not the World Junior superstar that he looked no, like. No, but, but he's, he's kind of very serviceable. That's right, middle six forward. Yeah. Uh, Mark Stone, one of those injuries, upper body injury. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon says he's out, quote, for a while. Right. Like last year. Maybe maybe he'll be ready game one of the playoffs. I'll be taking him in our playoff pool. I'll tell you that <laughs> right now because I would have won our pool if I would have decided to take him. Just like Kucherov. Yeah, like we didn't. Whoever t- nobody. Was that two? That was two years two ago? Two years ago, right? And we were too scared. Like, oh, my God, he won't be ready. He was ready in in february to play yeah just like stone he'll be ready in mid-march and just be ramping up he'll be raring to go i'm gonna keep an eye on that to see if he's skating because because even I, we were doing the podcast and we were both like oh yeah kucherov skating like yeah. there's videos of him skating with the team and they're just circumventing the cap yeah but the problem is like there's no direct rule to stop that like there's no, no. third. You have to open up the CBA to say the salary cap goes from September until September, the whole calendar year. You have to be within. That's the only way you get around it. Or you then throw in a luxury tax. If the NHL really wants to go that route, then they're gonna get a little bit more money out of teams. Yeah, because like especially the teams that make money. If you're the Leafs. The team no one ever talks about with this is the Canadians. Like, those teams, the Rangers, like, they have, I don't want to say unlimited money. Right. But if you opened it up, they'll pay a luxury tax. They, don't, sure. care. they don't care. The Leafs yep. will keep signing guys, no problem. Yep. And they will pay the luxury tax. Yep. Um, oh, I forgot to talk about uh, Matt Rempe. The, we said the be- Brant Clark, the best first goal. Right. Matt Rempe, the best NHL debut For, ever. Got a penalty before the drop of the puck. <laughs> So you even play a second. 
penalty yeah. first career fight yeah. outdoor game right and he plays on a line where Barkley Goodrow, who's six foot two, is the tiny guy on that line between two six foot sevens, who obviously can skate because you have to skate in the NHL nowadays. And Rempe and Edstrom, I think, is the other guy. I think that's Can't his name. Remember his name, but and then even Rempe hit um who was it on the Devils Bastion, mm-hmm. and he got kicked out of the game. And I get but, it because he hit him in the head, but, but it's it, the, we're also gonna hit him. He's, he's too tall. He's seven feet tall, and yeah. he was like leaning down, yeah. like Bastion was leaning down. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm glad he didn't get suspended. A fine. Yeah, yeah, is, for sure. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, because it's a letter to the law. Maybe someone, maybe someone pays for that for him. Yeah, like Truba. Because Jacob Truba, best friends with George Peros. And he had a big hit in that same game. He, I mean, oh. Rangers Devils rematch is, is a dream. Yeah. Hurricanes that would win the cost division. the Flyers. Yeah, it would. But, well, maybe not. Maybe they can get a wild card. Yeah. Them and the Red, Red Wings. Okay, good. I'm glad you didn't kick out the Red Wings. I mean, to be honest, I'd probably rather see the Lightning in the playoffs than either of our teams, <laughs> just being honest, but. You never know. We're in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're it's it's almost March and we're still in the playoffs. Like the trade deadline is going to be. That's one of that's going to be the next article I do. Little little teaser for everyone. What should Steve Eiserman do? Right. Because it's either do you take the big swing? Do you do you think this team can win a Stanley Cup? Probably not. Yeah. Unless a lot of things go right. Do you take that big swing? Do you take a swing to at least make sure you make the playoffs? Right. Do you do nothing? Right. I think selling is out of the question because who do you sell? Like, yeah, they don't really have anyone. It's not like you're gonna be like, oh, we'll get rid of Patrick Kane. Like him and Larkin yeah. are almost better than him and Debrinket were together. Right. Or in Detroit, absolutely, Debrinket and Kane didn't work. And and Kane is coming home on Sunday. Chicago. Yeah. I was thinking Buffalo because he's from Buffalo. Oh. Uh, they also signed Michael Rasmussen to a four-year, $3.2 yeah, million dollar per year deal. Pretty good deal. For who? For Detroit? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like he, he's playing on their top line with Kane and Larkin. Yeah. If he's going to do that for four years, I'm fine with that. But, like, he's also someone that's, like, he's been on the fourth line this year. Like, right. he's had a good year, but I just – it's I'm – I'm a little cautious. Okay. I'm a little worried that – it's not a big box. No, but... Like it's not breaking the bank. I guess I've, anything under five is pretty good at this point. Yeah. All right. You, you talked me into it. Uh, finally, the Winnipeg Jets, who um, have seen at least a 30% decrease in attendance yeah, this, this is, year. And they're winning. I don't get it in Winterpeg. <laughs> like, what the heck's going on there? They sign... To, normally they would lose guys yeah left Shifley and right and Hellebuck would yeah, have been lose gone. them for nothing right that's the way the franchise used to be they signed them they brought them back they're their top five team in the nhl and attendance is down i don't get it i don't i really don't get it and like they're dropping ticket prices they're doing what they can to get people to come to games yeah and gary bettman's going to winnipeg and the part that I hate about this is he will rip a team out of Winnipeg's hands in half a second. Yeah. But he will personally give mouth-to-mouth CPR to the Arizona Coyotes. I know. It's like, his pet. The um the owner that I can't remember his name, Alex something Morello. Yep. Alex Morello. He was supposed to give an update, not even to the public, to the staff 
of the team two weeks ago about what the future of the franchise is, and he hasn't done anything. Right. It's because he doesn't know. No, I know. And yeah, everything gets, keeps getting voted down in the Arizona area, right? And they're like, like we'll here's just, a new rink here. Nope. We're just going to build nope. it ourselves. Nope. Nope. Can't do that. Can't get the land. Can't yep. get people to buy into this team. Like, the easiest option is there's a guy in Utah and Salt Lake City. That's dying for a team. He is publicly clamoring for a team. And even Gary's talked about it, which he never talks about any city about expansion although or he, relocation although he was a bit of he was a bit facetious about it where he's like yeah you know omaha and cincinnati yeah and he's just kind of a bit of a jerk yeah. about it yeah which I actually didn't i learned that uh teams get um i can't remember what they called it but you get a certain amount of money for a team moving into your location like in oh, your vicinity gotcha so like when the anaheim ducks came into the nhl half of their expansion fee went to the kings oh Okay. And the Rangers got one when the Islanders were in New York. I can't remember. It was like a, it's not like land fee, but it was something okay. basically for your troubles of someone else moving into the area. So there's no, oh, I guess it was just the other. So that was Cincinnati would probably have to pay that if they wanted an NHL team. But right. if we're moving the Coyotes, because I don't even want to talk about expansion. If we can barely no. keep a 32nd team stable. It's supposed to be, yeah. Uh put a team in just move them to utah like let's just let's just be done with this i'm done with the coyotes i'm done with this 500 seat arena and Michael 500 seat that's a big <laughs> arena it's less than that i think it's only 200 five thousand seats and michael bunting is like leaning on the on what's supposed to be walls and they're on wheels and he knocks it over and breaks the glass it was a really funny video it takes like 80 steps from the dressing room to the ice like just let's just be done with this it's like a mini stadium series <laughs> yeah they have to go outside <laughs> they have to go outside from the dressing room to the ice like that's embarrassing what is the nhl like is is no one looking at gary bettman saying like why why are you keeping this alive like you are bleeding money out of a franchise they're playing out of a college hockey rink they're not the worst team. They have potential. Well, they have been. They just lost, I think, eleven in a row now. So, like, they're uh, they're out. They have but. potential in the future, but like, but then who do we make fun of during the NHL season? <laughs> they're the only team I make fun of. Everybody else. Once you read the money and power issue for the hockey news, you'll see almost every other franchise has a solid base, solid owners. Yeah, I guess the only other thing we'd wait for is where does where do the senators go? Oh, you think they're moving? Like in Ottawa? Oh, yeah, like yeah, building like a new rink? Yeah, that's going to happen. Well, because sure. the uh, it's not the Ottawa Senators; it's the Canada Senators right now. Yes, because they play in the middle of nowhere. Correct. Apparently, there's supposed to be an announcement about in the Ottawa Gatineau area. Right. So, I'm assuming that's got to be an NHL project. Yeah. Outside of that, like even like people don't really like Columbus, but it's it's enough it's a solid what they probably become 32 if arizona goes to utah well or atlanta <laughs> there's lots of talk about atlanta houston and atlanta are the big expansion teams houston houston i get for sure yeah atlanta like we've done atlanta twice i know they should just honestly, Gar again gary loves atlanta and arizona we're going back <laughs> We're going to move the Winnipeg Jets back to Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. Because, of course, that's what he'll do. Yes. 
Uh, but yeah, that is. We didn't. I don't even. I guess we talked about Winnipeg. Just doesn't matter how good they are. Just no. Yeah, can't get it's fans. just that. That's yeah. That's sad. Like it's a Canadian city, but again, it's not a multi-million population city right like it only has i think like i want to say seven hundred thousand people i think in winnipeg like it's it's not a huge city so and it's not like there's suburbs it's not like the gta here where no. you know there's millions of people around winnipeg right there isn't just yeah. lots of mosquitoes <laughs> and, and cold snow. yeah <laughs> yeah winnipeg definitely I, I, if you asked nhl players i would imagine that's the worst place to yeah. go I can tell you, I'm not an NHL player. I don't like going to Winnipeg. It's it's. You've been to Winnipeg a couple of times for sure. Did yeah, you go to the work. rink? Yeah. Is it a good rink? Yeah, it's a nice rink. Yeah, but I mean, it's right. It's downtown, but I mean, the downtown is a little scary. So <laughs> it feels a very Americanized. In the yeah, when you have to go to the gas station and the attendant lifts up, uh, you know, bars so you can pay. That yeah. to me is scary. That's like not. That's Canada. fair. That's not safe. Um, all right, let's check through. Make sure. Oh, uh, Columbus, Detroit, next year stadium series at Ohio right. Stadium. Yeah. See if they can break the Michigan record. Do they have enough uh, seats to be able to so. do that? No, I don't I, think so. Because Michigan is like a hundred and ten thousand. Oh, okay. Or hundred thousand. Oh, what's, what's the horseshoe? No idea. Don't care. Oh, oh it's Ohio don't Stadium. Care. Don't care. That is fun though. That's a that's and Columbus. So now it's only that's a good rivalry. Right? Yeah. It'll be a Michigan Ohio State rivalry. So now the only two teams left: the Florida Panthers and Gary Bettman's baby, the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't given them an outdoor game. They but, they they play at Mullet Arena. What else do you want? Like I said, they got the mini stadium series all year round. <laughs> Can we do like Florida Tampa outdoor game? That'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd be terrible for it them. It would be water polo. It's <laughs> not cold enough. Or just like build it somewhere random. Like, remember the T- Lake Tahoe game? Yeah, that didn't work out too well, though. What? It wasn't cold enough. Oh, yeah. Right? Remember? It was too bright. But like that too looked, hot. It looked cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a good location. But yeah, it's got to be cold enough, right? Find somewhere interesting. Come on. There's enough football, baseball stadiums out there. Find something fun. We're going back to Wrigley Field next year. For Chicago, St. Louis. I think that's who it is. It's definitely Chicago. I mean, Wrigley Field (laughs) in Chicago. Or even, yeah, just do neutral site. Find a neutral site somewhere. All right, that's that's it for the NHL. Let's go to the NBA, the melodramatic. uh, The Los Angeles Lakers, I don't think this has been proven, but they definitely leaked that the Warriors tried to trade for LeBron. Oh, I'm sure. Because, and it's honestly, it is way too smart for them not to because if you so they put this out there and guys in the warriors locker room because golden state's been amazing lately like they've just been on fire i know you watched that warriors clippers game the other week yeah and even that like the clippers won but it was still a close game yeah so for the lakers you put this out there because more likely than not the lakers and warriors are probably going to play in a play-in game yeah, that's sad. For the second time in three years. Yeah. And they at least put it in people's heads in that building that LeBron almost came here. So who would have had to leave? Because I could tell you one guy that would have been in that trade, and that's Clay Thompson, just to try to make the money work. Right. 
So it's a little it's a little mental warfare. And they also, if LeBron complains about this Laker team, they can go look. We tried to we tried to give him a trade. We tried to let him leave, but he wanted to stay. To play in a play-in game that he never thought he'd ever want to play in. Yeah, that he hated until he had to use it. Yeah. Uh, Pascal Siakam made his return to Toronto. An entire section wore the 43 Siakam jersey, which was just awesome to see. Yep. Uh, Pacers came out with the win. Uh, Two-point game, I think. Because that was the Barrett had a chance yeah, to tie the game. That's right, yeah. And, I mean, to the Raptors' credit, they're competitive in some games. Most of the games, yep. They're, it's like, I don't want to watch them, and then I'll watch a bit of a game, and, oh, they're watchable again. So it's like, but again, what's it all for to maybe play in a you know, one-game play-in, right? That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, like, is it is it worth the winning to be like, all right, we get to play Chicago again. We get to play Atlanta. They they just they can't be any worse than what they are, unfortunately, because the teams below them they can't. Uh, how do you say it? Not catch them, but you you can't be worse than them. Yeah, they're so bad that you can't you can lose the rest of your games and you're still not going to finish last in your conference, second last in your conference, or third last in your conference. That's how bad that is. Like Washington and Detroit, at least a couple. Like at the All Star break, hadn't neither of them had won double digit games. No. And Charlotte isn't much better. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's that's Those it. Those are the three guess. Because then, like of the barrel, and then like Brooklyn is basically like the same team after, as Toronto. Yeah, after watching them yesterday, they don't look very good either. Like they lost by fifty-two, I think, before the All Star break, and then the Raptors smoked them last night. And the Rap, we know the Raptors are not a great team. No. Like it should be at least a close game. Yeah, like Brooklyn's ahead of them in the standings, which is weird. Yeah. Not uh, for long. No, they're coming. All right, All-Star Weekend. Let's just roll through the weekend. The Celebrity Game is just, it's brutal. It should just be called the NFL Celebrity Game. Yeah. Because I remember, like, Terrell Owens back in the day was yeah, dunking. He, yeah. And, yeah. like, uh, CJ Stroud and Micah Parsons kind of had a, like, back and forth. But, like, Micah Parsons just looked like a bowling ball. Like, who is stopping? Like, you're going to throw a TikToker to stop Michael Parsons? No. He's huge. Yeah. I think he had 37 points and, yeah. like, double-digit rebounds. Yeah. Like, if it's the celebrity game, don't either don't let the athlete, the other athletes play. Right. Or just, like, put them on a minutes restriction. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> especially, like, if I, I'm trying to think, like, if Bijan Robinson was out there, I'd be like, I don't want him out there. Like, if this guy tears his ACL playing in a celebrity game, right. that's embarrassing. Yeah. But credit, Micah looks good. Micah's pretty good. CJ Stroud is a pretty good basketball player. Right. And they had some, I can't remember who he beat in high school but cj stroud beat someone that's like in the nba in a high oh, school game okay um so yeah not not much to report on there and like the even they made it like the Stephen a smith shannon sharp game and i felt like they didn't even show them right yeah and like Stephen a smith hurt himself the day before like he was in the hospital like he twisted his ankle really yeah it's just it's a weird but it's also the weird time of the year when nothing's on so you're like all right you're i'll watch the celebrity it. game exactly um not to take credit away from the rising stars, which I think besides the three point contest is just the best part of the weekend. Yeah. 
Like you get guys, those guys compete. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a real basketball game. <laughs> like Benedict Matherin and Jaden Ivey were chirping back and forth at each other. Matherin was telling him like, even in a Rising Stars game, you can't guard me. Um, the coaches are really good. Like they had um, poor Detlef Shrimp, who coached the G League team, beat Pau Gasol's team, who had like Wembenyama. Right. Yeah. Um, like the teams are like they're stacked with young talent, so you kind of see the future, yeah. the future all stars. Uh, why does the NHL not do that anymore? Yeah, I don't know. They, they did that a while ago. That. Yeah, like I know Connor, but I mean, there's another Connor who's a young star. Like I know he couldn't play, but I mean, there's Adam Fantilli. I could name you a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, because it's like first and a, second year players. Yeah, so why not do that for the? Because they did it. Like I know the women's, they had to bring that in, but I mean, there's still time. There's room. Just play a ten minute game. Like I don't know, <laughs> right? Like the NBA is doing it. So, Gary, you're from the NBA. Like that's a smart, good decision to make. Yeah, have it like part of the skills like, competition day. I haven't seen Adam Fantilli all year. I've seen him score, I think, one highlight real goal. I'd like to watch him play a hockey game. Yeah, where he's one of the better or players. Or Leo Carlson. Yeah, right. Brant Clark. Yeah, let the, let, let's see these guys. That's right. Fair. Unless you're Jack Dion, who stays up late at night to watch the West Coast games. Well, some of us don't. So, <laughs> you know, let's let's watch these games like at the All-Star game. Yeah, I can, I can tell you all about... Um, I'm trying to think of someone obscure, but I guess any like Euler player isn't that obscure or like, I'm trying to think of young other young guys. Actually, Logan Cooley. That's one of the ones. No one, no one talks about him. Rookie and having probably a great year. I don't know his stats, but talented player for sure. Um, so yeah, rising star is awesome. I love, as soon as I saw that Jalen Rose was coaching, I immediately cheered for that team. And then it was the Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams and Matherin. Yeah. Um, Ben Caro was on another team, but they like, it's, it's competitive, especially like, and we'll talk about the actual all-star game. The target score just makes sense. Instead of having teams yes. score 200 points. Come on. Yeah. Like it, it was getting ridiculous, right? Like, the announcers have nothing to say, you're right? Like, all you're seeing is, you know, guys trying to hit threes and then trying to go further back and hit a three. And it became a three game, right? Like, I feel bad for for the guys like... Like Giannis. Giannis, Jokic, Doncic. Like, right? I'm not they're just all, here to hit threes. Yeah, like, they're these phys- guys, they're physical. They're physical, yeah. yeah. So this is a... They came in, they're trying to dunk and they came and do that. Right? Like, uh, yeah, it's just a game of threes at that point. Uh, so, Saturday night, the skills competition, it's always it's, just, it's meh. It, yeah, like, it to me, it doesn't show the, the skills of a basketball player. Like, it's almost like the NHL, where they have a, a net to shoot at, but they net, make the net like four times the size. Can you put it in the, right? Like the, the they, passing one. Yeah. But they throw it like, I can, I think I can do that. <laughs> they're like, like bouncing the NFL, it. They're moving and they're small. Like this. Is, yeah. It, to me, it's like, like, I don't know. It's like, is this a high school practice or what? And then like some of the guys couldn't even do the challenge where they're trying to run around the cones, but they, they kept they, running the wrong, wrong way. way. I know. And no one's you, paying attention. Yeah. It's they keep like telling them, they, no, this way. Yeah, it's like they were watching Kucherov the week before. Like, I don't care. I'm going to do what Kucherov does. And, like, Scotty just he's shooting the half-court shot backwards, and it barely makes it to the three-point line. Yeah. 
it's a it's a cool concept, but there's just no execution. Again, like there's got to be better skill, or, or sorry, better drills to show their skills. <laughs> if that makes sense, yeah, right. To make it like yes, they can hit accurate. I I don't know. To me, it's just it's too babyish. It's too like easy. And the weird like the one where they're shooting, but also have to rebound, and no one's talking, <laughs> so they're like, "You get the rebound and go run over there." Yeah, it's like there's no Is strategy, it- and like they don't want to actually compete because then if you also don't do well, then it's embarrassing. So you might as well just not try. Yeah. I, again, like I said, football. I think they've done a good job. Like um, they even get the you know the offensive linemen involved in those the snapping, oh, the, the snapping or the the pulling, take all the weights off, and then you got to pull the like that's kind of cool. Yeah, that right? shows like it, it shows, shows their skills, skills and strength. Where it, it, yeah, to me it's just I not like other than the three competition or the dunk, which is yeah kind of, but I mean other than that like. I don't know. Like, I think I can make that those passes and right. Like, at me, least a few of them. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not promoting their skills. I guess is the best way I could put it. Which is the whole point, point of it. Point of it. Yeah. Um, all right, three point contest. I think the lowest score was twenty, which like is right. pretty impressive because yeah. sometimes like guys hit like single digits. Right. Yeah. Like these guys were not missing shots. They all got twenty six points each time. And even the girl did. Yeah, Serena and Eskew. Right. It just goes to show you where the league's at. Like, it's all, like, I, I enjoyed the three competition. It was probably the best competition of the weekend. Yeah, that or Rising Stars. Like, yeah, it's pretty either, close. either one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Damian Lillard, the defending, now two-time champion, which he's the first person to do so since Jason Capono. Who? He was a Raptor. Oh. 2007, 2008. Okay. Three-point champion. Probably in the league 10 years too early for his yeah. skill set. Yeah. And then the Steph versus Sabrina showdown was just like, all of this was awesome. Like, this is the easiest, like, all right, do you want to see how skilled these guys are? Watch them in 70 seconds hit as many threes as possible. Right. It's just the simplest, but just it's so impressive because Sabrina goes first and she gets 26. So she would have got past the first round of the men's competition for the three ball competition yeah and then Steph steps up and like just barely beats her Uh, yeah like you could tell he was nervous because at first he wasn't hitting shots going she's gonna like I was cheering for her why not right like she's the underdog the only part of it that was bad was as soon as it ended and I'm I haven't heard as much backlash from Kenny Smith about this or like about Kenny Smith as soon as it ended he was like ah she should have shot from the women's three-point line and it's like but she almost won, won anyway. Shooting from the NBA three point line, right. like, why are you trying to take this away from her? Yeah, like I love Kenny Smith, but it was just the dumbest like reasoning of like, so if she, because I know in the WNBA three point contest, I think she got, I think they have the same scoring format. She got like thirty six, right? But like, is it was that going to make that much of a difference if she shot a few feet closer? Right. Like to me, it didn't and i think that's the best part of it like do this every year and just rotate the people like bring caitlin clark into this next year well i what reggie miller said and i was going to put that in my good is like he had the best idea like have girls against the guys caitlin and sabrina sabrina against um stefan stefan the damien damien yeah those are your four best 
three-point shooters in the world right now ha- have that competition or like or you could mix the teams too sure yeah you could have one on each yeah for sure yeah 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 there's there's enough there's but enough I mean, of an idea oh, there for sure yeah because to me that was the most exciting part of the weekend for me mm-hmm. um which then because that's it's never the final event it's the penultimate event because we need to do the dunk contest which this is just another year of like we have two options for the dunk contest. It's either get rid of it or, again, this is your idea from last year, have in the All-Star game, have an in-game dunk contest where you're yes. not stopping the game. It's yep. just during the game, what's the most creative dunk you can do? Right. Like, it's just, it's such a good idea that I was watching. I didn't watch the whole All-Star game. I just watched the highlights because when you were watching it, it was the third quarter and there's 160 points. <laughs> and it's like, why why would I watch this? Like, and I know the idea of it is like, oh, look, Damian Lillard's just going to keep moving further back and hit That's, threes. Yeah. It's impressive, but also no one's playing defense. At all, yeah. And even the announcers were saying that. Like, <laughs> I just hope these guys play a little defense. That's not going to happen. The only, the really funny part of it was when Luca took the shot from, like, his own key, and then he tweeted at halftime saying, like, oh, I was going for a two-for-one. Like, that's, right. that's funny. Yeah. Because no one tries. Anthony Edwards said it, like, we're not here to play in the all-star game. It's the all-star break. We're taking a break, which is not the idea of it. Cause I know like Larry bird was like, I want these guys to play hard, but like also are they going to risk hurting themselves? No, definitely not. And I, and I get a little bit from the dunk competition, like making it an in game, but real, like no one's going to block you, <laughs> no. right? Like if you're going in for a dunk, everyone's getting out of the way. So yeah, make it a little fancy, right? And then, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a good idea. I should bring it to Silverman, <laughs> right? Yeah, I it, think it'll work. It, it makes sense because the dunk contest was just so boring. Like It used to be good. It was really good, but right? now like everyone's done every dunk. And Mac McClung was like, I'm going to debut two dunks. I, I saw one that I've never seen. Right. But he said there was two, and he jumped over uh, Shaq. He jumped over Shaq, too? Yeah. Because I think Hawkes did, too. Yeah. I don't even remember who the fourth guy was. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because Jalen Brown was in it, which is pretty surprising for an NBA All-Star to do it. Right. But, like, he jumped over a guy who's, like, popular on the internet, who's, like, five feet tall, and he jumped over him sitting. Right. It's like, okay, well, these guys are jumping over Shaq. Yeah. Like, I think it was Kenny Smith was like, bring out Wembenyama. Who's going to jump over him? Right. Like, that would be impressive. For sure. It's just we've run out of the creative ideas. And and you said this off air, which is another good idea, is if you're going to just bring in the tricksters that do these slam dunks at halftime for <laughs> as a job yeah like bring, bring out, out the trampolines, trampolines. Bring, yeah let's do get double backflips for sure yeah do all that stuff like that's pretty that's impressive i don't care who wins that because i don't know i didn't know who mcclung was until he won last year yeah. i don't know who the, this guy is so i'm not gonna know joe blow from <laughs> phoenix's halftime show yeah right oh he went good for him that was awesome yeah, let's, right? let's it's see. entertaining again because like mac was also like oh uh, you know lebron would probably beat me in a dunk contest and it's like yeah. Also, I I really don't like Stephen A. Smith. I don't know if this was clickbait because I didn't watch it because it bothered me. He said that LeBron ruined the dunk contest, and I assume it's because he never competed in it. But like again, if you don't do well, you're gonna get ridiculed yeah. for not doing well. So why yeah. would you risk embarrassing yourself? Right. Like it was impressive that Brown was in it. And did you see what he, his gimmick was? He wore a white glove on his left hand because I guess he's not 
very good doing anything left-handed. That's oh, the whole reason why I did that. I didn't even so, catch. I I'm thought like, it was yeah. like a Michael Jackson thing. Yeah, that's what I thought too at first, but no, it was oh. because you know they they criticize him for. Oh, yeah, he can't doing he can't with dribble with his left hand. Oh, that's actually really funny. Yeah. Okay. That's but like. But I mean, if that's your highlight, <laughs> right, of the dunk, oh, oh, good, he wore it on his left hand, and just to show that, yeah, I'm listening to, you know, social media, and I know I'm not very good at it, but. Hi. Yeah, like we know. we don't have the the Dwight Howard dressing up as Superman or That was probably the last of the good. No, there's one the Zach Levine and Aaron after Gordon. That? One. Okay. That was after that. Right. It just it's too bad that was I didn't realize that that was going to be the end of the best dunks because like at least they were they went behind the backboards like they it's just like okay we're just gonna jump over people like we're gonna jump over people it? or like try to put it between our legs yeah and that's it like there's yeah you, but you're right there's no imagination like at least talk to those halftime jugglers and see what they do right like I don't know yeah because I always liked the like even Jalen Brown did it where he brought out Tatum like bring out your teammate bring sure. out some someone something yeah, yeah I agree like um. I think it was Nate Robinson one after Dwight Howard had one dressed up as like he was he was supposed to be kryptonite and he jumped over Dwight Howard like that was amazing right and yeah the Zach Levine Aaron Gordon was probably the last good dunk contest we had which was yeah. 2016 in Toronto wow, that long ago and it was just because they were dueling back and forth and right. they were doing creative were, things right uh Gordon had the mascot on the hoverboard Levine kind of just kept dunk jumping from the free throw line. Right. That was pretty much his thing. But like, I think it's also the execution of like, there's no really right system of like, okay, you have 90 seconds to do three dunks, but also if you miss all three of those, you get one more chance. <laughs> and it's like, if you don't get it on the first try, it just shouldn't count. Right. And like back in the day, they used to give like savage scores. Like yeah. these guys are afraid to give below like a 45 oh, ever now. Yeah. It used to be threes and fours. Now it's like, yeah, you're at right. least a seven. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> a lot of negativity that's going to yeah, continue sorry. because yeah. the East Eastern Conference won the All Star Game. Who cares? Um, Two eleven to one eighty six. Damian Lillard, the MVP, thirty nine points. I'm assuming all of those were threes. You know what the over under was in that game? Probably like two hundred. Three hundred and sixty seven. <laughs> I went. There's no way that'll go over, and it did. Probably pretty easily. Yeah. Too. But and he wasn't even the Lillard wasn't even the top scorer in the game. Towns, yeah, he had fifty three points. I think. I don't know why he didn't win. (laughs) Like he was actually trying, and like I I get it because he's hitting half court shots like it's a layup. And it's just like the winning team. So there's there's two things that ironically we need to change, which is just the what we had before. Have each quarter go up to 25 absolutely so it ends the game will end around 100 points yeah don't have a clock yes and also like i don't care about east versus west no i I, maybe a little bit but i mean i think it's more it's it's actually funny that the east won because the west was like oh so Jokic, Doncic, lebron kevin durant curry shea gilgis alexander are all on the same team yeah and then the other team, not that it's like scrubs, no. but it's definitely yeah. a gap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I just have Giannis and LeBron or Giannis and Steph or whoever it is, have them be captains, have them draft the players. It's more fun to be like when Tatum and Jalen Brown went back and forth one-on-one, 
must have right. been last year or two years ago. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. Like to face off against your teammate. Like right. that, that is fun. Normally. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I, there's nothing that's going to incentivize these guys to play hard. Could you play go by countries and play like the USA versus the world? Yeah, or the what's the NHL's next tournament next year again? Oh, the Four Nations. Yeah, could you have a Four Nations All Star? Is there enough? I think there's other? too many Americans. Okay, <laughs> like you could do U.S. versus the world. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, those or guys might play a little harder. Europe, because Canada might almost be able to have a team. They're close. Yeah, North America versus the world. Right. I don't. I'm just. Uh, Spitballing. We have to spitball because yeah. like this is it's just becoming unwatchable. Yeah. Like at least the I NFL. I watched it because there's nothing else on. It was it, the end of the NFL season. You know, I was in my my doom and gloom Sunday. There's nothing on. Yeah, I hit that in the middle of us recording last week. It just yeah. really hit me that it was over. <laughs> um all right, that's it for the NBA. Let's go to the MLB. It is Here's some positivity that's going to come with some negativity very quickly. It's spring training. Yes. Everyone's reported. Start, started today. San Diego oh, and, and LA. The, and then I had to look it up because they're going, oh, are they playing in Australia or something? Because why are they starting earlier? But no, they're in Arizona. But they are going to Korea. Right. At some point, right? To start the regular season. Oh, okay. Because that's why I was, because I was watching the game at the gym today going, why are they starting today? No one else is. And they went, oh, maybe they're already in Australia or wherever yeah, they yeah. were playing, right? Said, no, they're not. No, that's weird. <laughs> but yeah, they're the first two teams that they get to play ahead of everybody else for whatever reason. And poor Fernando Tatis Jr. who had who was getting interviewed for, you know, just the first inning and the Dodgers had an eight run first inning. Ouch. So he had just had to keep getting interviewed for the whole first inning. I do like the um spring training and NFL preseason of like you can watch the first few innings or the first quarter right and then they're going to take all the starters out yeah unless you're looking to see a up-and-coming guy for either baseball or football that's the only reason why you would watch later into the game yeah really um a lot of a lot of Juan Soto videos and I'm just excited to see that swing at Yankee Stadium oh, for sure yeah I, I keep forgetting about that just because I'm not really well, I started reading the baseball magazine, and they have the Yankees winning the American League East. They have them winning the American League pennant. Pennant. I, 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 I'm baffled by that because, like, Houston, they don't even have used to making the playoffs. That's a little. That's a little unfair. Yeah. Like I know we don't like them, but they're really good. Yeah. Um. So pretty much the, the two teams that we'll always pay attention to, just one is proximity and one is because we're Yankee fans. Right. Also seeing the Blue Jays where it's the ultimate example of like, oh, yeah, this is a clean slate. Alec Manoa, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., they're in the best shape they've ever been. Yeah. There's nothing wrong, although it's already started. The Ricky Tiedemann, the top prospect, is already scratched for his first start. Oh, boy. Um Yankee-wise, um, the only thing I've learned so far is that Tommy Canely is still the loudest person ever. Right. They asked all the guys, who would you not want to sit next to on the plane? And they all said Canely. Right. Except for Clay Holmes, because he went Canely, but it's ironic because that's who I sit next to. Uh, so apparently, I, it buzz, he is the big personality. Right. Along with now Marcus Stroman, which is Fair a, enough, yeah. an interesting piece. Yeah. Another thing that, like, again, there's still... Matt Chapman, 
Cody Bellinger, yeah. and a guy that the Yankees still have an offer on the table for, and that's Blake Snell, yeah. are all still free agents. So Montgomery as well. Oh, yeah, Jordan Montgomery. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So, like, if Blake Snell is a Yankee, because yeah. it's a very – it's a possibility. Absolutely. And, and I could see it going this way. One year, $35 million or something. Which is so, like – I don't want to. I know people don't like Scott Boris, but like, how do you not fire your agent after winning your second Cy Young and you have to sign the one year, 35 million is a lot, but like, it's still a one year prove it deal. Right. Where like your agent is pricing you out. Yeah. And that's with three guys. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Montgomery's a no, Boris I don't guy. Think so, but it, he's all the other ones are. Um, And then in New York, it's just like. It's pretty much all Juan Soto, and then Giancarlo Stanton has lost weight. And so he's like Manoa. So you're going to be better because you lost weight. I don't know. That that wasn't his problem. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like too big. It, it wasn't too big. No, Just got hurt. Yeah. Be interesting to see the the starting lineup for the Yankees. I'm just wondering where Soto fits in there. You know. Yeah, like is he? Gonna be your number two guy because Judge is really your number two guy. Yeah, I guess it and it depends. You have do you a number one guy now? Who do you want right? to put in front of the other? Yeah, like, like, in my uh, mind, I would, I would think Soto behind Judge. Yeah, to protect like, Judge. Either way, you like you go either way. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna—they're protecting each other, and then whoever's behind those two guys are gonna get a lot of balls to hit. Yeah, whoever that's gonna be. I don't even know right. who they put in that spot. Like, I know, is, Gla- I mean. is Glaber the leadoff guy? I was thinking it's the shortstop. Oh, Volpe. Okay, yeah. I'm okay with right? that. He's a, and he then Glaber could be behind, or your first baseman. Yeah, Rizzo. Right. Even I or, got, I'm excited to see Austin Wells. That's true. Yeah, to get a he's going to get a good shot at being the starter or half and half or whatever. Like he's a he's a to do. big he's a big guy. So absolutely, and left-handed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the one the one thing they need. Like, even, like, Alex Verdugo has a good chance of having a good season. Absolutely. He could probably hit 25 home runs. Left-handed hitter there. Hitting, like, fifth He's or sixth gonna in the lineup. He's going to be starting, right? He's going to play probably 140 games. He should. And yeah. I'd probably be, I don't know, seventh. Like, he'll be lower in the lineup, I would think. Yeah. Right? Yeah, take the pressure off him. It's weird to see him without a beard. Yeah, again, he's just, it's hard to, how do you, it took me a while to like Damon, uh, not Damon Allen, uh, Johnny 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 Damon, Damon. yeah, like it's just weird when it's a Red Sox, it just, it doesn't happen, unless your name's Babe Ruth. Yeah, that's, that's the, um, even like, I'm, I still miss Garrett Cole's beard, like he's, he's a bit of like longer hair. Right, which he again has to keep in check because the Yankees live in the Stone Age and we can't have any fun. I I get it. The one thing is though, like if I was a Yankee, I would spend every minute growing my mustache. Like, good on the guys that have a mustache because like I would have to take advantage. Like I feel just like you're fa- especially like um, Trent Grisham has always kind of had a bigger beard for sure. He has, yeah. Like to He'd shave every day after like letting it grow, like right. your face is probably yeah, so irritated. <laughs> Oh, that's a weird, that's a weird topic. But also Verdugo wearing twenty four, like that's just that's that's Robinson Cano. Yeah, and he's he's not Robinson Cano. No. Um, 
what else we got oh the new jerseys so we're gonna go to the negativity oh. these new fanatics jerseys everyone hates them well i heard they're see-through so they <laughs> they can't use them yeah that's the the pants are see-through which <laughs> especially oh if you're i'm trying to think of who like i know walker bueller is a tight pant guy right. like any tight pant Robbie guy Ray. yeah with the Who's see-through this year i guess eh? is, is he it, yeah oh, tommy john tommy john um but yeah the tight tight pant guy like oh boy <laughs> tight pants and then the jer- like some of the jerseys like they moved the logo down below the i don't know if you've seen them but no i haven't it seen looks them. bad and then i saw um ian hat from the cubs and the lettering is like so it's like h a and they're both kind of angled and then there's a gap in the middle and then it's the two p's like they oh. just especially um People are trying to think of like what's the funniest name that's gonna look weird. Right. I thought Separated. of Jared Saltalamachia because oh, yeah. that would just be a circle on the <laughs> jersey. <laughs> yeah. Like anybody that has like a hyphenated name, like it's gonna bend between your numbers. Right. Because they just haven't figured out figured out the spacing. Right. Like they just they look terrible. Everyone says they feel terrible and the MLB now has to panic for the next month trying to fix this. For sure. Um, I guess this is a hard, I don't know if this is a positive, but Rob Manfred is retiring in 2029. Yeah. Like how do you know you're going to retire in six years? He's just, he's ready. That's it. That'll be, yeah. Um, the funny thing is we've gone through three baseball commissioners in Gary Bettman's time or two. Has Bud been, was Bud Selig there for a while? Yeah. Okay. So two, but like been through two nba commissioners even at least two nfl commissioners but yep. just like gary bettman he's just gonna hold on till he's on his deathbed <laughs> and then he'll go okay my one last thing keep arizona keep the coyotes in arizona <laughs> like he's just he will do everything in his power he'll become he'll he'll retire as the commissioner and buy the coyotes exactly yeah and then just blackmail whoever the new commissioner is right and they'll They'll add some standing room seats at Mullet Arena. <laughs> it's okay, guys. We could get 4,000 fans. Yeah. Um, Whit Merrifield signs with the Philadelphia Phillies. One year, $8 million deal. Solid utility guy. Yep. yep. Definitely wasn't coming back to Toronto. No. Because he did not have fun no. in Toronto. But um, it's a good move for Philly because you kind of have that flexibility. Like, Harper's playing first base, but... Merrifield can kind of play like I think he's played all three outfield spots right and like he could play second base if you need him to like he can fit in around the diamond I, I'm yeah I'm in on the Phillies this year he's an IKF <laughs> yeah who's taken he has a beard that's a weird oh that would be weird to see it is it is a little weird um all right, the best uh, matchup so far in spring training was between two teammates, Ellie De La Cruz and Hunter Green doing live BP, and Cruz fouls off a ball and hits <laughs> Hunter Green's car. What are the chances? Smashes the window. Like, the chances of, like, oh, you could hit a car, whatever, that's possible. But, like, to hit the guy who you're facing in right. live BP. Yeah, that's... And then Cruz tried to be like, I'm not paying for it because yeah. you make more money than me, which is that that's just hilarious. Yeah. Also, could we not like have a better parking situation? Yeah. Well, don't you think that might happen? Like have it like an underground parking Fair or enough, yeah. like a thousand feet away. Yeah. So that a foul ball isn't hitting someone's window or hire a kid with a glove. 
<laughs> to just cover cars. Cover cars, make catches. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, spring training games this weekend. Um, Yankees-Tigers tomorrow, 2.07. First pitch. That was a good promo. I'll probably be watching Jays-Phillies after the first period of Red Wings-Blues, 12 o'clock Eastern. 12 o'clock, wow. Early game. Um, all right, the NFL, because it's it, it's just it's holding on, but the only thing I got is that the Dolphins are going to cut Xavier Howard, oh. which is kind of always – the NFL offseason is a lot of like – this guy's getting cut. They're trying to trade this guy. Oh, yeah. they can't trade him. He's, They're going to cut him. This guy's going to make $10 million if he plays. He's still on the roster after March 1st. <laughs> like, oh, let's get rid of him. I think like the Raiders are going to cut Jimmy G, too. Yeah, and he's getting suspended. PEDs. Um, That's why he looks so good looking. <laughs> it's the PEDs. Uh, I guess the NFL will turn into the UFL soon. Yes. We'll do UFL content. <laughs> I think it's um, the Combine, too, is coming up, which everyone will then freak out about someone, which right. I'm almost 100% sure it'll be Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback. Right. Because he'll run like a 4-3-2, and they'll be like, wow, that's a starting quarterback. Right. Um, I do want to report that Justin Fields did unfollow the Chicago Bears on Instagram. Oh. So uh, maybe... Pittsburgh but, or Atlanta. Okay, thank you. That's, that's Those are the two teams that need a quarterback. They'll be battling. <sighs> I just I, I, he can he's from Georgia. <laughs> just a future Falcon quarterback, Justin Fields. I was gonna say I would I get a Justin Fields jersey, but I probably wouldn't because he's also like he's not gonna win them a Super Bowl next year. If he if they don't get Fields, who do they get? Unfortunately, I feel like it's like Russell Wilson. Oh, okay. I actually yeah. don't. I don't think that's a bad consolation. No, but I mean that is a consolation. But then it, after that, it's like, do you no, it's, get Kirk Cousins? No, he's staying in Minnesota. I hope so. I, I think. Sure. I think it makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, 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 pick a side. Okay, this is. It's a fun little exercise of who is closer in terms of the goat status lebron to michael jordan or patrick mahomes to tom brady i would say lebron to jordan for me but, but it's not really apples to apples because lebron wins outright the, the goat as the longest tenured superstar where jordan is like championships but smushed in a (laughs) smaller time yeah like six six championships in six years and retired and retired in between i guess seven to play baseball yeah because then he came back for that one year against the magic right um i guess just the only argument for mahomes he's not that close to brady like the conversation right now would be montana which even then like it's still 10 years yeah. that he has to do this. Right, because like Brady and LeBron are on the same path, right? They were good, great for so long, right? Where Mahomes is like Jordan, right? Like if he wins one or two more, you're still going to say, yeah, but he only did that over eight years. Yeah, if if this is – if Mahomes is doing right this – there. Yeah, if he's doing it into his late 30s and yeah. winning championships, right. it doesn't matter if he wins – if he wins six – then it's probably he's, that he's probably there. Yeah. But then also the one thing that makes this conversation different and doesn't help my argument is that Brady beat Mahomes twice. Yeah. 
Like LeBron and Jordan will never have that. No, you can never say, well, that one year when they played. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jordan, I guess, retired the second time before before LeBron <laughs> was even in the league. He retired twice, I forgot. And Brady retired twice. It's just yeah, weird. Yeah, that's true. Why, yeah. did, why did the greatest athletes of all time yeah, retire multiple still, times? Because I'm still great. Yeah, yeah right? that's true. Like, it's got to be hard going, yeah, I could probably win you know, another championship instead of hanging around with my kids here. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, Tom Brady came. I feel like what we have to look when we look back at Mahomes and Brady, I think that has to be a little just he came back and lost in the wild card round to the Cowboys. Right. Like that was Tom Brady's last year or last game. Right. Which was actually remember he almost came back. They did almost. That come was back. a weird. It was like, oh, my God, here it was we go the again, kicker. Right? The Cowboys kicker kept missing. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. That is all I've got. Let's get to your bad, good and great. Okay, uh, starting off with the bad. Uh, free agency in baseball, is there collusion going on? In what? The owners? Free agency right now. Like, we just named four superstars that could possibly put a team over the hump. I also... Like, did what's going on? Or is it a Scott Boris? And S- Scott Boris is definitely a part of it, but I also thought Rob Banfred tried to put out the idea that... They should only have one period of time to sign free agents, which I think is a little ridiculous. I think the only better option is, like, don't open free agency until January. Right. Because then you get the negotiating time. For sure. But again, they like to stay in the new sports news highlights, which they do a great job of because of leaving it wide open. Just because then if you if you give those like if you open negotiations in November and you could do it like the NBA, although they do it in like a 24 hour span where like you can agree to a deal, but it doesn't become official until January. Right. So those guys can sign right away, but then it also doesn't officially open until January. Right. But it's it's tough because it's there's always going to be stories like this now. Like that's just how athletes with their agents and owners are going to wait oh what if someone gets hurt during spring training then we can bring in matt chapman then we could bring in snell or montgomery or bellinger does it work the same way in baseball as it does in hockey if bellinger's hurt does his salary go away i don't think so just because it's just like the mlb is just like luxury tax so regardless that's still your salary for the year i think like I, your I payroll think so. for the year yeah gotcha okay yeah i, was, I wasn't sure about that but okay um i, I also had to mention your uh, michigan wolverine basketball team Ooh, i think they're eight and 18 right now i don't they're not making the they're not going to the march madness second i don't even year. think they're going to the What's the other Big tournament? Ten tournament? Oh, no. the NIT. Yeah, the NIT. I don't think they're going to make that either. Yeah, so not a not a great program there. Still the same head coach there. Still Jawan Howard. Yeah. Okay. The Fab Five got back together. Like they were went to a game. Oh. The four of them went okay, to a game gotcha. to see Jawan Howard. Gotcha. But that's uh that's about the highlight of Michigan basketball right. this year. Same thing with Georgetown. It's just it's sad because those teams used to be or schools sorry used to be like the superstars of college basketball um what do we got here 
Um, oh, uh, NCAA and the CHL may come to an agreement for changing rules. I'm assuming that's for all sports, or is that going to be just hockey? Uh, well, I feel like CHL. Oh, that's actually a good question. I would assume right. the a- NCAA and CHL will make their own deal, right. and then it'll probably open the door for other sports. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I think that's a good idea. But, but again, just watching the NCAA hockey, watch a little bit tonight. Uh, Boston College of Vermont was even a good game. Watched a few minutes of that. Because you get the, it'll probably hurt the C. No, actually, it wouldn't hurt the CHL because those guys would play in the CHL and play in the NCAA after. Like it wouldn't be the other way around. Right. Right. Exactly. Um. The NHL Eastern Conference is good. Like <laughs> very good. It, it's very good. Yeah, like it, the playoff, the stretch run is going to be what four, five teams battling for two spots, for two wildcard spots, most likely. Yeah, because you got the Red Wings, Lightning, Devils, Flyers, Islanders, Washington. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Pittsburgh and Washington are a little more on but the outskirts still, of that. But they're still in the depending what they do here. Yeah, they might still be in the running. Like the Islanders are fascinating too cuz like Patrick Waugh, they were down 3 nothing to the Blues and pulled their goalie with like 11 minutes left. Right. And got scored on after a minute. So like I feel like Patrick Waugh could almost like a, like Dan Campbell their way out of the playoffs like if he's too aggressive right gotcha um, and then also along the same lines the NBA Western Conference oh fascinating because if Golden State and the Lakers are like the 9 and 10 seed right now it's probably how it should finish because like Utah's out of it Houston's out of it but then like New Orleans and Dallas are all hovering around the play-in. Sacramento's in the play-in. And then at the top, you're like, the first round of the playoffs is going to be incredible because, like, your 4-5 matchup right now, I think, is Denver-Phoenix. Right. Like, one of those teams isn't making it out of the first round. Yeah. Because the Clippers are so good. And, like, what if the Clippers have to play the Lakers in round one? Right. And, like, the 1-8 matchup, there's almost, like, too many good options would you consider the cfl swapping (laughs) of division slash conference like just the 16 best teams make the playoffs or not not necessarily 16 but you know like with the cfl's um third place team in the east because it's usually it's never the other way around it's never the east East crossing to the west no because the the west West is always better yes but having Let's say the Atlanta Hawks, who are nowhere near as good as the Lakers or um, Golden State, crossing over. Hmm. I could see it make sense of, like, would it take a Western playing team out of the playing? Like, if, let's say, the Lakers have a better record than whoever the sixth seed in the East is. Yeah. That's uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Just, just that way. I don't know. I just find it would be interesting. I don't know. And it's unfair that like the Lakers and Warriors, at best, one of them is going to be the eight seed, even though they're probably better than Atlanta, Chicago. That's what I mean. Orlando. Like, if they went over there, they would probably, you know, get in. Yeah. Right. And then now they could possibly beat the first 
place team or second, depending where they finish on a crossover. I don't know. Just it's it's just fun. An, an idea. And it was it wasn't my idea. It was uh, Coach Jack last day from the Raptors because it was a, a, such a blowout. Right, so for the last five minutes, they were saying, "We'll keep you guys entertained because the game's <laughs> not close, so we'll talk about stuff." And that's just kind of one thing. I went, "Yeah, that's kind of a, a neat idea on a crossover." The only thing that wouldn't work is just like teams wouldn't agree to it just because of travel, right? Like it just like if the Lakers had to play the Celtics in round one, right? Like both teams would just be mad about that. That's why I feel like if they just did like an open 16 team playoff and it's like you might get unlucky and have to go coast to coast. Right. Because like, yeah, it's not fair if like the Lakers are the 13th best team but might not make the playoffs. But Atlanta and the Bulls are both under 500. Yeah, exactly. So you're not really getting the best teams in the playoffs. No, just you get the best regional. Regional teams. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, is that that's all I got for my good? Great, uh, Nico Kropotic, ninth round pick from the uh, Brantford Bulls, is playing tonight in his first OHL game, and uh, it, it was they were up one nothing in the second period, and playing a regular shift. Wait, what, I thought he I didn't. I thought he got hurt. He he did. They, they were just bruised ribs. They oh. weren't broken. So, yeah. I didn't think, well, he's young, right? So he was fine. <laughs> Kids these days. That's right. Brantford, because that's the Hamilton franchise that moved? That's right. I think they're moving permanently to Brantford now. But, uh, yeah, anyway, kudos to him. Uh, ninth round OHL pick makes the team halfway through the year, and, like, he's only 17, so good for him. Um. Uh, just a shout out to um, women's basketball and hockey, because if you would have told me ten years ago, maybe even five years ago, that I would watch a college women's basketball game, I would say you're out of your mind. But I actually want to put on ESPN Sports Center. I want to know what Kate, Caitlin Clark's doing. I I just I I think I she just reminds me of Steph when she's shooting. Like I can't believe where she's shooting from. It's just it's impressive. I think this is one of those years. Bill Seven said this perfectly. Like I might watch the women's March Madness over the men's. I might. Like I I shouldn't say I might. I will. Like if Caitlin's playing and she's on, because now we have the channels, and I'll probably watch her play. And yeah. I'd like to watch the LSU player as well because I know she's good. And there's a few others as well. Like it's not terrible basketball. No, but anyway, there means. are there are superstars like um, UConn has two. They've got Paige Beckers who announced she's coming back for. It was senior night, and I guess she's a senior. But she said this isn't my last senior night, which is weird. I know college eligibility is weird. Right. They have her. They have um, Aaliyah Edwards, Canadian Canadian product. Uh, Stanford's got, I can't remember her name now, but they've got a, I was about to say a big guy, big girl. And yeah, LSU is just like the mellow dramatic team. Like they have Angel Reese, their coach is such a character and they have, um, the girl from Louisville last year, Haley Van Lith, like the NCAA and these girls are probably going to stay in college as long as they can because they're making more money from the NIL deals, but The the WNBA is is going to be in good hands in a few years, right? And it's funny because the the Caitlin 
uh, sorry, what's the girl's name from LSU again? Angel Reese. Reese. It just, it reminds me of Bird and Johnson. It really does. Uh, and, uh, which kind of leads me into, you have to watch Winning Times. Like, I just f- finished the second season, and I forgot how good it was. Uh, I forgot everything that kind of happened during the, the those 80s times but yeah it was it's really good but yeah it just kind of reminded me of that those are the two players right that's kind of there is the WNBA's bird of magic are coming yeah absolutely uh and then the same thing with you know the women's game they're already talking about expansion like that's pretty incredible year one they don't even have a nickname yet for any of their teams but the they're all playing like in NHL stadiums yeah NHL rinks right like they can sell out if Toronto decides to play all their rest of their games at Scotiabank, maybe they don't sell out, but they're going to get over 10,000 fans, I'm sure. Mm. They would double what they're getting now playing out of the Madame, whatever it's called, the old Maple Leaf Gardens. Like, they would they would sell more tickets than the Marlies easily. For sure. Exactly. So, anyway, uh, yeah, kudos to that. Um, also, a shout-out to John Tortorella. The fact that I used to hate this guy as a coach – but his quotes and they're still great but he's changed he really has and because i think i really think if it's john tortorella 2005 the flyers aren't where they are today no he he's evolved he's, with the game exactly and you have to cuz like he i loved the joke he made about i can't remember cam york and one of the other young guys and he said if those guys talked about hockey away from the rink i would pee my pants like out of excitement right and it's like that's just funny because it's your old school like it's still your old school i wish these guys cared more right but instead of like these guys are terrible like he i think he understands what is going through these players minds a little more now right like i kind of thought he was the old way by taking away the ipads <laughs> on the bench right because that's like is that's still a thing like they don't no but I get it because it's negative. You're always always looking at – you're not looking at, well, how did I score that goal? The guys aren't looking at it for that. No, They're what mistake did what I make? What mistake did I make? So it kind of makes sense uh, what, the, what what he's doing there. So And I'm anyway. sure he probably told them, like, we're going to do film after the game. We're going to do film tomorrow. That's the coach's job. Right. We'll do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't worry. Just play the game. Be in the moment, right? Get off your phone. <laughs> Just play, get out get out there. <laughs> Owen, stop playing stop playing Angry Birds. It's your yeah, shift. Exactly. Uh and then the last thing I was just gonna mention is the uh Boya Salming series. It actually was good. The first two episodes, it's about Sweden and it just didn't really interest me. But then after that, once you got to to Toronto, it really got into uh, stuff that I had forgotten about, like that he had taken cocaine and he got suspended by the NHL. I had forgotten about a lot of that stuff, but it was a lot of the inside stuff that happened and it was actually really good. So if you get a chance to watch that on Crave, because it's not on Apollo, it's only on Crave. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, I just thought that and Winning Times, please put that on your list because they're both good. Winning Times is first and second season. Every episode is like unbelievable. Boy, I just if you want to skip the first two episodes, I wouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> all right, but will, that's all I got for you. I will make sure those are on the list. Okay. Winning time is definitely on the list because that yeah. was even before we we watched the first two episodes. I think together, right? Or the first one, yeah. Uh, so that is that is definitely on the list. I will put I will put Boria on the list too. On top of the the actors, 
that are in winning times, right? The boy, it's you don't know anyone. They're all you know want to be lookalikes is all they really are like i love that jerry west is so mad about his portrayal because i even in the first episode they just make him look like the biggest jerk ever right uh so yeah that is that is all we've got we will see you next time for episode 200 wow